we are live now. And first all right. of all, Brian, thanks for making time to do this. And it's more than making time. You had to overcome a lot of conversations in your head for this to happen. You're right. <clears throat> and my experience, so you can fill in the blanks, is, you know, I think it's a great context you came from because I've felt this way hundred times, especially when I first got into this work many moons ago. It's, hey, I don't want to do a live video. I don't put my shit out there in front of everybody because I feel like you're using me to just market the product. You're using right. me to commercialize where the fuck you're doing. And that was your first comment. Say, hey, I don't want to be a commercial. And I totally got where you came from. So tell me how, first of all, how did you overcome that mindset before? Even, I mean, now you're sitting here on a camera. No, you're <laughs> shit. You know, but and I'm not used to that <laughs> conversation. That's a strong conversation you had. So tell me, how did you overcome that thought process? Well, I had to put my control down, you know, because, um, you know, I'm so used to being measured, everything being measured and and always looking at the product. Right. And this is live. This is uncut. This is raw. I mean, it the, this is the, the shit is real. So. You know, there's no way to, there's no undo button. You know, the undo button is your friend in a Word document or an Excel. You can always undo something. There That's is right. no undo here. So one, I, I'm just a perfectionist by heart, you know, and, and I'm always worried about the image. And, and we'll talk about how I was, you know, bef uh, pre-training. Yep. But, um, and so that, that's one thing I had to do was, was lay down that, you know, lay down that kind of, um, thoughts inside my head of how is it going to look? How am I going to sound? Who's going to judge me? It was really about judgment. And, mm -hmm. um, and then who's going to, you know, who's going to accept me, who's going to reject me. And I love one thing you said in the training. I know, I know I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but I love when you said you, you have to give people an opportunity to reject you, to give them an opportunity to accept you. I have shared that with my team, even when I've been back in the office that just, I was always so controlled and, and, and worried about the rejection that I never allowed anyone to come into that space to allow for the reciprocation of the accepting. And that's really what I want at the end of the day. I just want to be accepted for me. I want to be loved for me. I want to be, you know, appreciated for me. And, um, but I, you know, I never, I never allowed that to happen. I never opened up that side. So, and then two, I have a heart for others, you know, and, and, you know, I, I love a redemption story and, but I love everybody's, but everybody else's redemption story, not just mine, you know, so why, why is mine so, you know, bad? And I, I want everybody else to experience the greatness, but, you know, I'll just settle for the scraps. And so that was another thing is, I bought into my redemption story and, and I owned it. And, um, and it's, it's about when you said, it's not about being a commercial, it's about giving it away. It's about, it's about giving away your story and just, and letting it be. And, and people, you know, people can take it how they want. And so I just needed, I really needed the kick in the butt and I appreciate your truth. And, um, and so I, I had to, I had to reframe it and look at it in a, in a different way. And that, that was a challenge for me because my whole life pre-training and it, it's still a challenge because those voices still run, but I'm always looking at what is your angle, right? Everybody I'm talking to, you got to have an angle. What's your motivation? What's your angle? It can't be pure. So <laughs> anyways, but it is pure. It's very pure. You, you have a great gift. 
So, you know, it's um, <clears throat> interesting. We'll give the first gift away right now and something that you probably we didn't get to in the training. Um, you'll experience it when you and your wife go to our signature training. Here was calling. It's, it's called a mirror. It's like the question you're asking is just a simple mirror of what's inside of your heart. When you say what's your angle to them, because like you said, you have an angle to look good, to be accepted, to be approved. Right. Yeah. You come with very true. And that's sure. the only reason you can think that they're coming at the angle. Because that's good. It's not, it's yeah. not um, because you're bad, good, right or wrong. We don't we don't go there. We talk about is it working or not working for you? Because it's the truth. We have this thought, hey, what's your angle? Because subconsciously, I have an angle. I'm just not self-aware of it. It's just been running on automatic for so long that I'm not even aware of it. And it produces this anxiety in me to not be able to connect with you and get intimate and ask you what's your angle, you know, and just watch you and see, you know, what, what do you want from this? And here's the truth. No fucking human being does anything unless they want a result. Everybody has a fucking angle. Everyone. That's fair. Yep, that's Everyone. fair. We yep, don't get you're up right. unless we're getting paid. We don't get up unless we're going to play golf. We don't get up unless we're picking up our kids. There's there's nothing we do that is fucking pure. Sure. And once we accept the fact that we're all selfish motherfuckers, then we're in the light. Now I can do something about it. <laughs> it's, true. it's true. It's right? true. I yeah. Tell me what's yeah. What, yeah. what are you hearing that you're resonating with? <clears throat> man that it's it's just okay to it's okay to be raw it's okay to just be you it's okay to own your shit it's okay to to you know want the good things in life and and you know just just accept it just own it yeah last night me and my boys i asked them a month ago do not watch this netflix special this comedian his name is dion and he was one of the writers for a blackish right and we told him, do not watch this because I want to watch it together as family. And I mean, he's just like every comedian, sharing his life story, but he shares an angle from being black, being a black culture, hence being one of the writers for the TV show Blackish. But right. it's one part, and it's, it's like his personal passionate part. Like he's given a message, but he's making it funny so it digests. But he goes off on this riff is stop trying to be like everybody fucking else and be you. Be just be you. I mean, he goes off on, I mean, right there, he and I connected on the deepest level. So let me give it to you because this is this is a whole journey of the men's training, the whole journey of the heroes calling. Right. Now, consider this for me. I don't give a shit if you're religious or not. I don't care if you believe in God, Buddha, karma, universe. Watch this. You just have to believe in higher being. Follow me here. There's a storyline going on. It's called life. We're going through life and bloop. A higher power, because I didn't get asked to be born. I don't know fuck did, how to be asked to be born. <laughs> born into this timeline called life. Right. So what is the fucking purpose? So think about this. What's the purpose? Life is moving with or without me, and also, bloop, I'm dropped into it. And I believe the purpose is be uniquely myself. Because they have proven scientifically even identical twins are not fucking identical. There's no two snowflakes thing. And if you really look at this earth and you see all these things to be uniquely themselves, every right. and everything, as human beings, what if our only journey, if we're lucky 70 years on this earth, 80, 90 years left on this earth, if we are lucky to live that long, what if our whole journey is just be fucking uniquely ourselves? Not 
an imitation of some guru, some other business leader, some other dentist, some other person, but just right. really quirky, <coughs> different ourselves. So I, I'm just telling you, that is the most liberating and freedom if we just own that. And the other thing is, Go ahead. the other thing I had to look at was, what am I robbing the people around me of, right? And, you know, I, I can I can take care of me, but I'm I'm robbing them of a true connection and a true relationship and um and and getting to feel the the deeper parts of me because I'm I'm just yeah. So and, and that's a lot of what I walked in, you know, to the training with was my relationships before. I had a lot of good relationships, but how deep were they, you know? And, you know, with my daughter and my wife and and they were strong, but they were just good enough, right? They weren't great. They weren't what they could be, the potential, the, you know, the, the deeper level. So anyway, that's good. I, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, that's great. Well, let me just preface and you can introduce yourself here a minute. We, we got on a quick start because, man, you're just, um, you're, you're such a, a, a gift. You are raw, you're authentic, and you can be the best. You're the most and the best when you're uniquely you, Brian. You're not an imitation knockoff. You're not competing to be second place. You are just authentically you, and you're the best. And I love it. So thank you. Uh, just so you know, we I know this is Dental Syndicate. Uh, again, Sebastian Wynn here, co-founder with Dr. Jeff Booski, my partner in crime. Um, Brian is not a dentist. He's a business owner. So we had Billy here the other day. He's a dentist. He can remove your whole face, put it back together, and <laughs> who you are. And sometimes we need that after we make a mistake and our wife wants to kill us. But uh, gratefully, <laughs> um, today, um, just like Mitchell, it was not a dentist. He's a business owner and same with Brian. So Brian came to us uh, just like all people right now. It's all referrals, friends, referrals, family. And it's uh, dentists, their friends and family and other business owners. Being. So Brian here is with us. Um, just give us a quick synopsis who you are, background, family, and all sure. that, and then we'll go into some questions. Yeah, so my name is Brian Russell, and uh, born and raised in Dallas-Fort Worth, uh, heart of Texas. Um, two large families, musical families, uh, Christian families. Both of uh, my grandparents were uh, pastors involved in churches, founded churches. So, you know, I came from a very religious background and, and upbringing. I was a music pastor before my corporate life um, for about six years, full uh, full time music pastor and in ministry. And then I, you know, that became it, came, it started to feel like such a job. So music is a deep passion of mine and it started to feel like a job, you know, punching a clock. Right. And so I was just like, I want to do this because I love it, not because I have to. And so I started. But I, you know, I dropped out of high school when I was 17, got my uh, GED, and those are the letters behind my name. Um, everybody's got a bunch of letters, minor GED. So, um, but it, it, you know, and so that, that, was a, that was a big thing for me is always carrying that, you know, I, I saw that as a failure. I saw that as, as a second best, you know, a, a copy or a generic, a generic degree uh, or generic diploma. And so um, even though I went through Christian school to, you know, to obtain that, I, it still is what it is. So I started my corporate life um, at uh, GM and I've been with them for 20 years and started at the bottom and, you know, worked my way uh, through advancement to uh, an officer level, senior officer level. So, um, 
but you know, there, I, I have had insecurities before because I'm sitting in the room with everyone that is executive MBA and MBA and, you know, they're telling their stories and we're going around the conference table. It gets to me and rut row. I got, I got no skins on the wall. I just, I was born here is what I tell them. I was born and raised here. <laughs> I was born in GM. <laughs> so um, anyway, but it, it also became my identity too. Um, you know, I, I couldn't see myself outside of there because what would I be if I had to, you know, if I had to, I've only applied for one job in my life and that was 20 years ago. So I've never interviewed anywhere else. I've never had to put my resume together. So, you know, what does that look like if I have to get outside of, outside of my bubble, outside of my norm, you know, and leave that behind? So it really had, has become a badge and a, a face that I put on and, and hide behind. And, and at all costs, I have to protect this, I have to protect this baby, right? And it, it's, it's very lucrative uh, business. And, you know, my wife's a business owner and has been, and she's, sold her business now and working on creating another one. So, um, I'm successful, but I, I always, I always thought it was, you know, cheapened by, um, where I had been and what my story was. Oh my gosh. I, I, I love this. We skip one part cause we're going to talk to me about that, but you also have a 19 year old daughter. Yes, I do. I mean, uh, she, she's 17, uh, 17 year old daughter from a prior life, my first marriage. And then I'm, uh, married four years and I have a two year old daughter, uh, yeah. with my wife, Shyla. And, um, well, we gotta get some boys in there. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I've, yeah. I've kind of accepted the fact that I'm a girl dad and just, <laughs> I'm okay with that. I would love to have a boy, but well, you know, um, we'll I have see. three boys and my fourth one was a girl. I mean, that was a miracle right there. So yeah. It, Having both, holy smokes, opens the world so much bigger and different. Yeah, I, I, I need that. I need that color in my life. <laughs> so let's talk about something. While you were talking, guess what went through my head? Boom, we're going to brand something. It is crazy. Check this out. So I was going to rebuke you for saying you have a GED because I told you it's called good enough degree. <laughs> okay. But think about that. <laughs> it's a good enough degree. You just said your relationships were just good enough somehow mm. implanted our brain that that's all I'm worth, right? Think about that. I was like, what the fudge? My brain blew up. Now check this out. <clears throat> then you see about they have their MBAs. I have an MBA. Nobody gives a shit. Every client I have, I have, I have as a coaching, hey, Sebastian, do you have an MBA? No, all they care about, have I increased their revenue in their business? Right. I mean, some process, blah, blah, blah. Right. They just care about the bottom line. It's so crazy. But then when you said the word MBA, I typed down a master of being authentic. Oh, I like what that. What the mother? I love That's it. Our culture. Yes. Masters of being authentic. So I do have an MBA. You have an MBA. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. That's so cool. That is great. And so let's, let's unpack that for a minute. Because yep. I think um, it's called imposter syndrome. Even dentists who, listen, they went to medical school, dental school. They, I right. mean, Billy went to both. He went to medical school and dental school. Sure. You remove your whole face. In it. I mean, they spend what, four, eight, depending on the doctor, six to 10 years in dental school. 
right. interning, uh, not interning, um, doing residencies, only medical school for some of them to do special surgeries. So long story short, they're there between four to eight years, depending. All right. Right. And then they come out and they're expected. Okay, listen, they're trained medically and then they're expected to do what? Budget the books, do the accountant CPA, run a team to be do management, um, all kinds of shit. I mean, you just name it across the board. We'd be here all day if I had to name everything they did. But then sure. they feel like now I'm an imposter. I'm not enough. Okay, listen to this word. I'm not enough. So tell me this. Before you went to the men's training, what, what did your world look like? Now, we talk about the faith, fitness, family, finance. You go through all of them or a couple pieces. But what did your world look like before the men's training? Um, it, it was just very surface level, um, you know, with my relationships with my family. Uh, like I said, I saw value in everything that my, you know, my job had built me. My job had built, you know, uh, just everything I had. And so I said, it works in the workplace. It works at work. It has to work outside of work. And so I made my entire life a business, you know, I had a budget and ran everything into the ground on a budget, you know, almost had performance reviews and, you know, what are you doing right? What are you doing wrong? You know, I, because I saw that, you know, model was it, it success was money to me the, and businesses were, were making money. So if that, that was the measure of success is how much money, how much, what, what, you know, dollar could I get in my hand today? And if it worked there, it had to work everywhere else. But um, what I was doing is, you know, my, my relationships with my daughters, my daughters were in the way because they were not revenue generating, mm -hmm. right? They were, they were a liability. My wife, when she sold her business, you know, she just kind of coasted for the rest of the 2020 COVID year. She was not revenue generating. And so what value did she bring? And I was measuring, I was starting to measure these relationships that, that are precious to me and would only go so deep, would only connect so much. And I was just this high and mighty, you know, I've got my stuff together. You need to get your, you know, you need to get your shit together. So um, so my connections were there and, and if anyone hurt me or, or, you know, did anything that I didn't approve of or whatever, I could cut them out. Right. And just cut them out and move on, cut them out and move on. I'll, 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 I'll fix that. Or I'll, I'll take care of that later. You know, it was, it's just, you know, everything was collateralized and just, it, it, it was, it, the relationships were there, but they were they were empty. They, you know, my daughter and my relationship, I had a, I had a very strong relationship with her. And when she, when she decided to leave my house and go to her mother's house full, full time, when I'm relocated uh, to where I'm at now, um, I had, I treated her like the enemy because that's the only way in my heart. I had to, I had to cut that off because I hurt so much. I have to cut it off and make her the enemy, just like I made her mom the enemy whenever we went through our divorce. It was the only way that I thought I could heal was, you know, um, was was that way. But, you know, all my past hurts I brought into my current relationship and, you know, and I would judge her not on not on her merit or what she brought to the table, but what what she could do to me. So it was just risk assessing constantly. And when things 
would, when we would have a conversation of, man, I just need to tell you where I'm at. This is not working for me or I'm not happy. I started to see, uh Oh, I'm going back in the same direction I was before. I'm just going to shut down. I'm okay with at least the status quo. Let's just stop right here and accept that I was willing to settle for scraps. You so know, also I hear is you have been trained, educated, and taught how to play defense. Make sure wow. you, yeah. you have been trained. Yes. And taught. Now we, in the training, we learned that you no, know, we'll go through life. We'll hit an event, your divorce, your daughter leaving, we'll hit an event. And naturally every human being does this. We interpret the event to be good or bad. Sure. It's a good or bad event. Then for our interpretation, there's only one place we go to interpret because we've already been here. And that's our history. history. Yep. We go into our history. Our history is made, and this is where I'm saying you're educated, trained, and taught, made up of our religion, made up of our culture, made up of our right. parenting, made up of education in school, made up education or what we're taught in sports, made up education right. and culture, what year we were born in. I mean, there's so many variables, but those educations what we're taught trained educate produces combines together and produces these things in our head that we're interpreting that event remember <clears throat> yes and we produce a whisper it produces mm -hmm. a whisper in our head brian they're gonna fuck you over so make them your enemy there's only enemies and victors in this game there's only winners or losers there's only good or bad and that's why i'm saying i hear that you got framed, you got trained, educated, and uh, 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 quote, quote, manipulated at times. Right. To be only good or bad, so let's demonize them and protect yes. myself. You're yes. playing defense. What the fuck? That's a, you know, when we realize this, now everything's in the light. We can look at and choose it, yes or no. Until then, it's in a shadow of darkness. It's just running on automatic. It fucks right. us up. It really is. We don't even know it. That's why marriage is No, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Break up. Because we don't have option anymore. We didn't know. Oh, my God. I've been taught to play defense. There's only black or white. It's like, fuck you. So you've seen this. <clears throat> On my arm, I have a, a samurai, a young yes. boy. Samurai. He's black and white. And I love it because <clears throat> he was supposed to be colored. And I stopped the artist after he did it. We took a break. I let it heal. He's going to come back and make it color. And I go, no, it has to be black and white. This was me as a young boy. Everything was black and white. Right or wrong, good or bad. You see that? Sure. And then yep. the samurai is killing himself called Supaku, and he's killing himself. And there's thousands of meanings to it. But for me, the meaning was I'm dying to things that are black and white. The second part, the blood's going to drip from the sword down, go into his muddy pit, come out of a lotus plant, bright, multiple colors, and a, a, a koi. It's called a, there's a dragon koi, a koi fish that's a half dragon. It's going to swim out of that lotus, and it's all bright. The other half of my arm is going to be all bright colors because now I see everything in multiple colors. Right. There's more shades of color to every situation. Everything's not black and white. And that's what I hear for you. It's like you're seeing things now in HD, multiple color. It's <laughs> good. It's like 3K, good. 25K. I don't know. It's all kind of crazy yes. shit. Now. Yeah, but for me, my experience of you, you're seeing things in multiple colors and you don't have to play defense anymore. You get to choose play offense. What color do I want to engage that conversation in? Right. <clears throat> no, I, I can see that. And my children. Out yeah. Like, and I, right. 
and I, it's just a, it's a fresh way it, it fit, but you know, the, the first night coming back from the, the training, um, well, one thing, you know, that I dealt with a lot was my broken relationship with my daughter, my, you know, from my oldest daughter, uh, 17 year old. And, um, you know, when we were dealing with those whispers and, 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 you know, I was face to face with, with that failure. And I didn't even know what to say to her. I didn't even know. I, I didn't know wh how to back that off. And I heard someone in the back of my mind or outside of me say, just tell her that you love her. Mm -hmm. And I never heard that when I, I never heard that word constantly. I, I would hear it from time to time from my parents, you know, it, not from, you know, really my dad, I never heard that word. Um, and so, you know, I just started saying that I love you. I love you. And I, I just felt that, you know, barrier push back. And so I committed then that I, I would send her a message every day, you know, before we ever got into our, you know, fire four and everything else, I would send her a text message every day and at least say, I love you. And I sent it that night when I left and she responded and the next day I sent it again. And she said, are you okay? Was her response. She said, are you dying? Um, and I said, I said, no, everything's fine. But the third night, you know, after we left the training, she, she needed to hear what was going on and she made a way to get over to me. And, and we had, we shared a night together. Mm. We, I shared my truth, my truth with her. I shared how I had demonized her, mm. how I had demonized her mother. And she forgave me for it. And, and she bought into my, she bought into my plan. You know, my 90 day goal has something to do with her and I need her cooperation to accomplish that. And she bought in hook line and sinker we went this last week and had a date night just me and her and we wow. went and sang karaoke something that we used to do all the time just get out and hang out with some friends and sing some songs and it was it was like we never missed a beat mm. and it was just it was so good for my heart it was yeah. so good for for hers um she had been abused you know sexually by other men um, outside of, outside of my home. And, you know, you guys had me fight for her at, at the training. And I didn't even know what to say. I didn't even know how to fight for her because I've never fought for myself. That's right. And so I didn't even know what words to say. And I just, I just settled and sank back. And, and I, and, but I saw then that's what I do. I just give up ground and I, I just, I give up the high ground. Like you're saying, I just play defense. And sometimes defense is let's give up a little ground and, and entrench ourselves right here. But when, when you come my way, I'm going to be ready for you. Right. But, um, it, it, some, I, I, that, that really hit me when you said that, that it's time to play some offense and, you know, offense is you really get to be creative and you really get to, you know, you really get to drive the ball and 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 get creative and, and score points and and change the game. And that's where that's vision to me. That is that is, you know, 
dreaming and I've just never, I've, I've dreamed, but I always second guess it and end up settling back where I was. Right. And, um, so no, that's good. I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a real deep look to that. I think you're dead on that. I have always come and approach my life from a place of defense. I right. think you're dead I, on whether you are your heart, your authenticity has made you more powerful. So earlier you said, you know, up until now you have been a perfectionist. I love what Brene Brown says about perfectionists. Perfectionists are people who hide from being vulnerable. So right now you're not perfectionist motherfucker. You are super vulnerable. <laughs> We say Thank that you. the most powerful person in the room is the most vulnerable. And I love it. Just be super clear on your nine-day target in your relationship. We call it in the family section, faith, fitness, family. Yes. Just so people can see when you say you have a target now for your relationship with your daughter, what, what's that look like? What's the 90-day target? So my, at the n- end of 90 days, because she's going, she's entering her senior year, which is not anything that I even got to experience. So I want her to love that and feel that and, and experience that. Right. And, um, and so she, she's very interested in getting into the medical field and I, you know, she's big time into music and drama and has been, but she has such a passion for medicine and, uh, surgery, something like that. So, um, she, I, and and I've tried to, you know, pre-training, I tried to squash that, right. My, my risk assessing, you know, poking holes in it. And she has not backed down. She she has she has staked her claim in that. And so I, you know, we're starting to look for schools and what does that look like? You know, SAT planning and that kind of thing. So it's at the end of 90 days to answer your question, you know, and um, is we want to we want to go on a college tour and at least at a minimum look at three different schools together. We're going to document it in a in a memory book so that she has that for her senior year. Um, and we're going to go on at least three date nights, just me and her one date night a month. And, uh, we've already got one under our belt. So maybe we'll get more than, more than three. Um, but that, that's the 90 day picture is helping her build her roadmap to this next chapter of her life. What does that look like? And, and setting that up, supporting her vision and her goals and, you know, putting as much, you know, of resources and energy that I have, you know, behind her. Cause she, she hasn't felt that at all her, her high school life. When she, when she went to, she was in junior high when I moved where I am, where I'm at. And I was a primary parent and she chose to go over in the courts. She was old enough to make that decision. And I couldn't, I was going to fight it, but there was really no fight and I had to give up. And that's when I made her the enemy. So her entire high school life, I've just been the wallet. I've just last paid the lunch years. account. Pay, yeah. Last four years, you haven't had a date night with her. No, nothing, nothing. She may have come to my house three times, maybe. And it was just a, you know, what she needed or, or, you know, just maybe to punch the clock, you know, to keep the, to keep the gravy train going, you know? Um, but yeah, so yeah, that, so that's what I want is, that that's my 90 day target. We call that offense. I love it. I love it. You're designing it. You're creating your game plan. You you're committed to making those touchdowns right there. That's offense. Yes. The touchdown yes. is a memory book of three visits to three different colleges and like three date nights. Yep. And the, 
You can do more in between, but you can minimum hit those targets. And yes. that's more you have in the last four years in that relationship, true or false? Oh my God, yes. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> so, I'm getting emotional thinking what that looks like because I'm, I'm just excited. I, I, our date exciting. night last week was great. Uh, yeah. You know, and uh, we have pictures and videos of us acting silly and, and just doing what we used to do. And yep. so, um, anyway, and she loved it. She's like, hey, all right, we're going to do it again next week, right? <laughs> you got trained, taught, and educated to do what you used to do, what we te- we're going to teach you. You just got trained. We just started our 30-day sprint, a coaching sprint, is we don't teach you to do what you used to do. You're going to start creating new things you guys never done. We don't go backwards. No, listen yep. to that, because that's what we're taught. Oh, it's safe. We can do what we used to. Why the fuck would you want to do that? She right. was four years younger back then. She was a fucking little kid. Now she's a young lady. You yeah, fucking yeah. do things that she you never done with her. And like you said, you're very vulnerable. About, and I know it's part big part of your story that you weren't there when she was molested by other people. You know what? You can't go backwards, but we can do is go forward and create ways that she right. can protect herself. Create ways that she can have healthy boundaries. Create different things. So, with that said, you walked into the training. Give me one or two highlights from the training that jumped out at you. I know you said, oh, man, yeah, oh, man, close it up and saying, how are you applying it now? But give me a couple of things have fun with it. share anything from the training. Yes, uh, th- there was just so many takeaways. Um, a couple that hit me was the 95 living in the 95. And when you drew that and it it just, you know, hit me, I was like, whoa. And Sebastian, at that point, he was like, Brian, give me some feedback right now. What are you feeling? And I said, this is a control freak's worst nightmare. (laughs) And he said, he said, you mean this is your worst nightmare? And I said, damn it. Yes, it is. But it, because in the scarcity region, the common denominator is I am Mm -hmm. right. And Mm -hmm. in the abundance region, the 95, you, you aren't there, baby. I don't know. And exactly i it's it i i don't yeah i'm not there so that that was a big one the um exercises we did through the warrior and the sage Mm -hmm. that saturday was the most pivotal day for me um i was and i don't know how much we we need to share in the details okay um part of it was a, a little bit of an obstacle course of you know, different things and, and different uh, handicaps that you had to put on members of your team. And, and at, at one point, uh, at one stage in the obstacle, we had to, sh- we had to switch the handicaps. To that point, I had not carried any handicaps. So I told my team, put them all on me, <laughs> you know, make me blind, make me mute and make me a crippled. And what that, what I had to do is, rely on the person in front of me, put my hands on his shoulders. I couldn't see, I couldn't talk to him. I couldn't tell him I was stuck. And I cried. And I, that was like for an hour and a half, we were like that because that's when we really got lost. Um, and, but I, I cried for half the time that I was like that because I realized, you know, as the warrior, you are up front leading as the man and who's behind you, your family. And I, I told my wife when I, when I got home that night, mm. I told her, I walked a mile in your shoes yesterday. I knew what you felt. I knew what you experienced. I, I was you. 
in, in that role for that hour and a half. I had to trust the person in front of me to tell me where they were going, to tell me it was okay, to tell me, you know, and, and, I and you know she does not have the business experience I do so that's her handicap that's her cripple and she's limping along trying to keep up with me and she doesn't know the right words to say she's mute in business conversations and I'm like well get up to my level you got to get up to my speed and mm -hmm. that's how our relationship was I was always attacking her for mm -hmm. not what she could do it was her lack and mm -hmm. and where 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 she was you know, inefficient in ways. And I experienced and walked in her shoes, in my daughter's shoes that day through that exercise. And that was one of the most powerful moments was I really got to experience what, what they experienced with me before the training. Um, so, and then, you know, obviously just goodness. Well, the, just, just hold real quick. That is too good to pass up. When you shared with me that in the training, man, you, you had me crying just now thinking, wow. I mean, look how deep you went. Brother, most men cannot go where you did. We call that the empathy stage of the lover. So we talk about being a king, a warrior, a lover, and a magician or a sage, right? Right. And we're going to change the magician to sage because you guys keep on calling it sage. And that mean, that's feedback. That means that's what the language is modern day that you guys sure understand. so yep. but most men get stuck just being a king and they don't know how to be a warrior they don't know how to be a lover or a sage other men just get stuck being a warrior because these days men get masculated if you even show any lover side to you then we just right. leave you as a homosexual gay whatever we're just right here but a real man the four archetypes of men since history is that we're all four and we can be that in three seconds you walk, you're on a business call. You need to be what a a a, a king or or yes. warrior, depending on the call. Sure. You come yep. home to your family. Um, you get off the call. Also, you need to be a lover. Your kid runs up to you. Yeah. Then your older daughter comes up to you, seventeen, needs some wisdom from you. You gotta be a sage. Then your sure. wife then needs to get a hug. You need to be a lover. Then you get another call about business strategy. You gotta be a king again. It's like fucking sure. picking up over yep. and over. But you can withdraw from that instead of just being one dimensional. Okay. So here's what I heard from you, which was so powerful. In the lover context, the healthiest lover knows her own emotion and can empathize, sit in someone else's shit in their own emotion, someone else's emotion, and not fix them. And for you to sit there for an hour and a half, just experiencing your own emotions, fear, loss, and stuff, and like all of a sudden shifting over to what your wife might have experienced for, for how many years of just following, not knowing where we're going, feel like she's muted, feels like she's blind. And for you to empathize and sit in her shit and yeah. feel that, wow. Most men, if they could just do that, their fucking marriage would be bulletproof. That Dude, it changed, it, man, it was, that was, that was one of the biggest, the biggest impacts for me. And all I could do is just, it's just cry, you know, is man, I, I just, I just got overcome with emotion because I, I now feel I have to walk. I have to submit to, you know, this guide in front of me, regardless if the guide went in the right direction or not. <laughs> right. That was on them, but I, I was submitted to that process and 
and but my guide was also patient with me. Mm. My guide was also, you know, um, conscious of me that I, I was back there, you know, that they didn't just run away. Um, they could have just ran away and left me standing there. <laughs> you also learned not what your wife could have been possibly feeling last several years, but how to lead her. Sure. Yes. Yes. Because I was the guide for someone else uh, before I remember I didn't have any handicaps and then all the handicaps came on me. So I was the guide for someone. And that was another, I, I skipped right past that. I'm glad you mentioned that is I had to be that guide for someone and I'm not used to giving all the details. I just, you, you just need to know it or you need to catch up, you know, to where I'm at. Right. And I was, I had to get into that guide mode and all right, now we're coming up on an ugly trail. We're going to move off to the right, you know, just follow me, small steps here, big steps here, you know, that kind of stuff. And that told, what that told me there is I am capable of communication because my wife keeps, you know, conversations before the training and, you know, I've not arrived, you know, I'm just starting this journey. I'm just starting right. this walk. And, you know, but a lot of the conversations, my wife, would say it is just a communication breakdown between us. We just flat don't know how to communicate. We have got to figure this out. If we can figure this out, we'll, we'll get there. And I was put in that position, you know, um, to be that guide for someone. And it required constant communication, constant guidance, constant edifying. You, you got this, you know, there's a trees in the way, duck down behind me. I'll push it out of the way. You just hide behind me man, what that, that's so strong from a husband standpoint to be able to be that protector. That's what we, you know, that's the warrior is, you know, the protector and, you know, fine tuning your skill. Yep. So I love wow, it. So I, I love that whole thing, the whole warrior. And then we haven't even got into the sage part. Yes. That was powerful too. going off bit. and yeah. Okay. Me, go ahead. We get sage, Cause I definitely want you to get into the sage part. Um, one thing all of you guys have done, because remember, we're being trained, educated, and taught. It's not that you guys are bad, right, good, or wrong. But these, everything I intentionally wrote down was called a challenge. But every one of you called it a handicap. Ah. Yep. See, we think challenges make us handicap. No. Challenges, look how fucking strong you are now. Look how sure. clear you think. Look how you get to touch your emotions and empathize. And with your wife's feeling, look how fucking strong you are. I'm going to push these trees down. You hide behind me because I fucking got this. I'm leading you. Those challenges were not handicapped. We just learned how to use one gift, one dimension, and we don't use any other one. Because when a challenge right. hits, oh, fuck, I'm done. I don't know how to communicate. Yep. I'm yep. handicapped. Duct tape over your mouth. Yeah, I know it. Right? I'm mute. Oh, I, don't know yep. what, I don't know what my daughter is doing. Blindfolded. Handicapped. Yep. I can't lead her. Shit, you got yep. ears now. You can't see. You right. Got you got mouth. Is that so cool? I know it. I know it. We, why do we fucking label handicaps? They're not handicaps. Those are opportunities. They're just challenges. And your vision has to be bigger than your what? Circumstance. Sure. And the current challenge you're in. That was a whole exercise in the warrior. Can you fight what's in front of you because you know who's behind you? 
Correct. Is that cool? Oh, I yes. talked about that part all day because you guys. I, it. It I, so awesome. No, I love it. That was so yeah. powerful. And I thought we were just going to show up and just do some workouts and then go in the training room. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And then when I realized what we were doing, I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> bigger than workout. I love it. I yeah. love it. So many men. And I love it too, because there's a part of you that comes out as a little boy. All these men come out. It's a venture. It's a challenge. And I just, your faces light up and this, this different animal comes out of you that that's in the training room. You know, it's so cool. I love it. Anyway, we better stop. Sage, tell me about your experience of Sage, what you got oh, from man. the were, were three hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we two hours this time, I think. So I, I was going to settle for a spot. I found a spot, but, you know, the instruction was you need to find a place where you cannot see any other member of of the team right um it needs to be a a sacred place a holy place you stake your ground make sure you can't see anybody well i found the perfect little spot in my mind and when i but when i looked at because i wanted to be by the water and when i looked out i saw my buddy actually down below uh and i was like well i was just thinking okay how can i manipulate this to make it work right (laughs) because i wanted to i wanted to have integrity i wanted to follow the rules and I said, I can just turn my back on him and, you know, look the other way. Now I can't see him, right? But I knew that I was about to wrestle with God. And, um, and I said, no, that's not going to work. I need to, I need to honor my commitment and follow the instructions. And I kept going. And when I came across, I found, and there's a movie out there called The Shack. It, uh, it taught, you know, yeah. it's about uh yeah the the man whose daughter was killed and he went back to revisit god he just his relationship with god was broken and he went back to the shack and god was you know in three person and he he met him there and there was healing that took place there and i came ac- i came around the bend and there was and i took a picture of him getting goosebumps there was literally a shack built yes. Yes, in this forest is. somebody has built this with twigs and trees fallen trees and god said meet me there oh shit and so you said when you get there you draw a circle with your foot and you sit there and i and so i walked around that perimeter of that place and drew a circle with my foot and i sat there and i never left and the first two were were you know, when we were filling out our kryptonite form and, and whatnot for the four domains, the first two that I just knocked out were finance and fitness. And the two that were my biggest were faith and family. Obviously, mm-hmm. we talked a little, about, a little bit about family, but faith. And you would think, well, gosh, you were a music pastor. You should have all the faith in the world. No, it was, you know, I was broken in the church. Mm-hmm. I was broken constantly in the church. And what I did is I put that on God and I played the role for the last few years. And I've played that role since, but I didn't really trust God. And that's what my kryptonite was, was I do not trust God. I do not trust God that he has my best interest at heart. I'm going to have to take care of it. God, I'll fit you in where I can fit you in. Right. And, um, anyway, so it was just a wrestling and there's a significant number in a training that I used to, you know, work in. It was four, four, four. Mm-hmm. And um, just a, a repeating number, 444, it just meant something to that community. And uh, when I was getting ready to leave, because we had to be back at five o'clock, um, and I sent a message to my wife. I probably broke some rules, but 
my heart was so tender. I said, I just want you to know I got what I came. Well, I got what I came for because she wasn't sure if I was going to stay or if I was going to leave. And I said, I just want you to know I got what I came for. And I, I just, I, I, and, and I also said, uh Oh, I need to send my daily. I love you to my daughter. And I'm going to send it from this holy place before I leave. And I sent the message and, and I, not even planned. I wasn't even looking what time it was. And my message to my daughter, I love you was sent at four, 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 you know, at the top when you, when it says today's date and the time of the, yeah. of the first message of the day, it said four, four, four. And God said, it was just confirmation. And sometimes I just need those little things, those little confirmations. They mean things to me, you know, just, it's almost like God, it, it's like kisses on my cheek, you know, yes. that, that was me. Hey, that was me. That was me. And that was a, that was me moment. And I laughed all the way back to camp of man, i I met God in my shack. I wrestled, I fought and I, I came out with a with just the scales fell off yes man i love hearing that i just man that is just such a gift for me all the work we put in for that and it was just for you to have that one experience everything was worth it, it dude was, i t- i agree it was amazing energy level right now it's like oh my god i go talk to you for hours your energy level Prior to this, <laughs> it was okay it was just enough that- Good enough, yes. knee deep. <laughs> yeah, knee deep. But I'm it telling you, if I would have settled, if I would have settled mm. for that spot, mm. I would have missed my mm-hmm. shack. I would have missed my yep. meeting place with God. And he, he would have met me where I was, right? Yep. God is not a respecter of persons. He would have come and met me there. He would have he honored that. And I think your quality would have been less, not because God didn't show up, but you weren't fully present. You're forcing the situation. You're right. forcing the environment. No, you're 100% right. He would have showed up guaranteed. And you. I think you still wouldn't have got the quality that you did being at the shack. You yes. Totally different. At a shade and being at a shack. Two different things. It's okay. amazing. I took pictures before I left, and I. that's my memorial, right? I mean, in the Bible, people, when there were battles fought and that's battles right. won, they would build an altar as a memorial of, of, of this stake in the ground. Oh, yes. rocks there as a memorial. Right. Place. So as a memorial. Are. And I, I, I respect what happened there and I, I want to honor it. And I took a picture. I'm going to frame it and just, and put it up as a reminder of that's where you met God. And that's, that's where you were honest with yourself enough to find out the weak places to take a look and, and laugh all the way back to camp, hand in hand with God, all the way back. Well, it's probably a long time since you laughed like that too. It, it was, it was, it was just, it was just funny. It was almost, like I said, it was that kiss on the cheek. It was that, it was that this was legit. This was real. And, and you got what you came for, baby. <clears throat> well, here's my challenge. You know, as a coach, I always have to move you forward towards your, 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 your target. I'm going to ask you consider what would it look like for you to build a shack for other fathers to have experience of God so they could connect intimately with their children. Don't answer it now, but I'm placing that challenge to you by the end of the next 90 days. Maybe it's a physical shack. Maybe we go out into wood somewhere and we, we spend the whole day just gathering trees and stuff, build a shack for someone else. 
and just walk off and never know if anybody ever uses it. But we uh, have this place to meet God. It's physical and tangible. I'd do that to you in a heartbeat. That'd be so fun. But we can't do oh, it man. in Texas because you guys are too fucking hot there. It is hot. <laughs> die. I'll come to Colorado. I there love Colorado. Go. Let's do it out there yes. in your Let's new neck of the woods. In my back of the woods. Let's do it there. Yeah. Well, no, but, but you're right, though. Somebody I'm, – yeah. I'm sorry, and then Where I'll let you wrap up. Somebody put the work in to leave that place there for me yeah. right and yeah. yeah you're right they didn't know they didn't know the seed that they left behind they didn't yeah. know what it would be used for that that place that holy place was a pivotal place for me that yeah. weekend so and you're gonna put in the work for other people and we don't know it. it's just leaving memorial sure god. create it for you you get to meet god here so i love it i could talk to you for hours um I appreciate your time. I know you're uh, uh, taking time away from work. I want to close with this. Dentists are business owners just like you. Okay. Now, women might be watching this. Go, oh, I wish my husband would come to this and all that. They can't. You're a dentist. That's your husband, your family, friends. Go ahead. Go. They could do right. it. But women, there's also a training for you called the Heroes Calling. It's our senior training. Brian and his wife are both coming to that one too. A lot of couples come together. A lot of people just come on their own. But it's, I know we have a men's training. I'm still waiting for a woman to step up and say, Sebastian, when are we going to have a woman's training? I'm going to say, when you are ready to lead. I will equip her, train her, and everything. That's the only reason we don't have a woman's training. So if you're a woman watching, listen, we have another training called Heroes Calling. Please come to that one. End of July, we're having one for that one. And if a man is watching right now and he's thinking, hey, Brian, I'm a business owner like you. I'm a dentist. You may not be, but hey, we're both business owners. We have the same sure. stress finances responsibility sure. family blah 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 and i'm really connecting with you but i'm on this on this you know just like you i'm afraid i'm, I'm on this tipping point you no know, thank you for being vulnerable and if someone was just asking from one business owner to another you know i'm considering it what would you say to just push them over on the other side of the fence so they stop riding the fence what, what could you tell them Sure. And, and you asked when we got to the training, what is it that you are, what is it that you need this weekend? What do you need to walk out of here with? Mm -hmm. And my answer was, I need permission to be me. Yes. And, and I got that that weekend. And sometimes, and I asked, what's the difference between courage and permission? And courage was a big word for me that weekend is, is courage to take a look, you know, and, and you said it, Hey, Take a look. If this doesn't work for you, go back to your shit. It's no big deal. Just, just you can always go right back to where you were if that was working for you. But have the courage to at least take a look, to peel back the, to peel, to peel back that layer, and to see there could be something more. What if there was something more? What if my relationships could be different? What if my connection with myself and the way I view myself? And the permission that I give myself to to own my own skin, that's really what I needed permission to do was it's it's OK to be you. It's OK to own your own skin and to live in it. And so that's what I, I would say is is have the courage enough to to lay things aside. Take three days. Are you at least worth three days and, and just take a look. Take, you would be surprised at what would come out. And there's something that you would take away from it at a minimum. Oh, my gosh. I don't recognize you. And after your wife sees this, guaranteed sex. 
<laughs> He's been waiting for this man, this passion, this confidence, this 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 vulnerability. I mean, you just took me on an emotional roller coaster ride of the king, the warrior, the sage, the lover, because they're all embodied in you. And man, just to see it come out, brother, I can't wait to get back to Dallas and give you a big hug and just celebrate together. This thank is you, my friend. I I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate that. I and I'd love for you to meet my daughter and um, my old my oldest daughter. I know you met the baby, yes. but um, it, it's just the 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 truths that you share and the concepts that are there is it, just is really eye opening to see you know what it's meant to be, but the but the the distorted side a, as you move down and it's just our own insecurities and failures and stuff that dip us down into the muddy part. Yep. And so that's the slippery slope going down. It's so easy to slip down, but it's the, you have to have the courage and the yes. commitment to climb back up. But the feeling at the top is you, you start to taste that and you're like, man, that's where I want to live. That's, that's right. where I want to spend my time. That's where I you know, want my family to be. And, and so it, but it's, you didn't know it before. And, and so there are a lot of just great concepts that, and I just appreciate you putting it together, organizing it in, in, in a, in a flow that is just, there's a teaching to it, but mm -hmm. it's so, it's so eye opening. So it, it's, it's just, it's really solid to see those four. Um, what do you call them? Archetypes. I know. Archetypes. Archetypes. Okay. Yeah. Man. Just see, to, to see those. Lover and the sage. Yeah. To see those broken down and, and, you know, see where you live today. And then, but, you know, the, and you're always moving up and down those ladders, but, you know, it, but to start to recognize it and to see it, it's just really, really cool stuff. So. Well, brother, I'm going to give you a gift. You're not going to fully understand it. You're going to be questioning it. Like, what does that mean? What does this mean? But it's going to be fun because after the <laughs> signature training, you're going to understand, but we also have a meaning for four. And after our calls, after everything we do, we say, okay, we're going to count it down four, three, two, one, give it away. Cause we're meant to give it away. And you started this whole journey. Like I don't be fucking commercialized and all your old whispers come in all that. And then you realize it's not about being commercialized because if your cup is full, you have to pour it out or there's no more room to keep on filling. So we constantly give it away, constantly fill up our cup, our daily fire four every morning. Then we pour it out. We'll give it away, give it away, give it away. Because the more we give away, the more abundant we realize we are. The sure. more we don't think we have enough giveaway, the more scarce we are. So we're going to count sure. down four, three, two, one. I can't wait till you see what our meaning is for that, and we can compare notes. And then they, after we say four, three, two, one, we're going to say give it away. That's how we're going to close. Cool? All right. Yeah. Thank you, my brother, for being here, giving us your time. I love you so much. I'm so grateful for Thank you. Thank you. I can't wait to see what our future looks like together. We keep on moving. I agree. Forward. Creating, creating shacks for other people to have their experience. Awesome. I love right, it. I love it. Four, Four three, three, two, two, one, one. Give it away. Hey. Love you, brother. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye-bye.